Shackles on my feet, yeah, they won't let me be Won't you set me free, pray this on me Shackles on my feet, oh, they won't let me be Won't you set me free, pray this on me Pray this on me Hey there, and welcome to the Spiritually Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Davis, lover of the man Jesus, founder and CEO of His Temple Fitness Co., wife, mom of three, and exercise physiologist. Thank you all so much for tuning in. As always, I'm incredibly excited to be here with you today, and I I always feel so blessed to be alongside you on your journey to become your best spiritually and physically fit self. So let's dive right into it today. Today we're digging deeper into some of the things we touched on the other day, the discipline and self-control over your health and health behaviors. Um, When I was thinking about going deeper, because obviously y'all know I can talk, I wanted to actually have this be a part of the podcast we released on gluttony overindulgence and self-control but it was just it was going to be too long again you guys know I could talk forever but I want to go into working your discipline I call it your discipline muscle okay so your discipline muscle is just like working your chest your back your biceps whatever the case may be the more you work it the more you work at it The more you push through the discomfort, the eh, the I want it, the I want to, the stronger it's going to become. So ever wonder why and how some folks you're friends with or in your family or you work with or at the gym even are just so consistently disciplined and you feel like you're all over the place when it comes to self-control over food and, and drinks? It's because they have constantly worked that discipline muscle over the years, so much so that it has become routine. Being disciplined has become a habit, okay? That first workout... You step in the gym, it's either your first time there or you haven't been there in a couple years, months even. That first workout back or first workout of your life, are you going to be able to max out at your body weight or whatever your goal is, right? You set a goal, you walk in there. Are you going to be able to hit that, that goal in one session? Are you going to be able to max out your body weight squat? Are you going to see an increase in your strength after only one leg session? course not so today i'm going to expand a little bit again on my last episode where we dug into god's word what it says about gluttony overindulgence self-control all those things that we really don't like to talk about that get us uncomfortable i wanted to share seven different techniques that i've either used in the past or am currently using in order to strengthen my discipline muscle and to make lasting change so First one right here, arguably the most important way I work my discipline muscle is to be mindful. And you've probably, if you've been working on your health for a little bit or maybe a long time, 
you will hear mindfulness is so important and be mindful of how you feel. And everybody's like, well, okay, what does that mean? Well, let's get a little bit more specific. So when you are being mindful about what your body's craving or what you're craving, what mentally you're constantly thinking about as far as food and drinks, maybe it's a craving for something, um, but you've already had it either that day, you're, you've eaten a lot that day, or you know it's something you usually go out and spend money on and you've already had it several times that week and you really don't, but it just sounds so good. You know what I'm talking about, those Starbucks trips, that trip through the, the drive-through for a nachos bel grande, <laughs> just me. Um, and, you really don't want to, but it's like that craving, almost all you, it's all you can think about. It's overtaking you, right? So the first thing that I've done in the last several years is <laughs> I am mindful of it and I say a little prayer first. I ask, I pray, I say, God, please help deliver me from this temptation. Give me your supernatural strength to overcome it. God, I know there's no temptation that you've put in front of me that is too big for you to overcome. Help me get through the X, Y, Z. Help me get through the next 24 hours with this strength. I know if I truly wanted this food, this coffee, this glass of wine will be there tomorrow. Okay, and then after I've said that quick little prayer for strength to avoid the temptation and strength to get through the next 24 hours without it, Ask, I ask myself, what does this item give me? So I want you to ask yourself, what does that item give you? What does that coffee beverage give you? So, okay, I want to use this because this is my personal example. Paisley always asks, she's my youngest, after the gym to go get a pink drink and a cake pop or a pink drink and a coffee cake. And I love the brown sugar oat milk shake and espresso from Starbucks. I don't know what it is, but to me, it's like a sweet, you know, little treat. So... I am like, what is this giving me? And the answer is, and, and maybe it is for you, it, it satisfies your sweet tooth. And I'm usually tired, especially after the gym and after the morning rush of getting the kids off to school. And then you've got things coming up in the afternoon, sports, laundry, etc. So I'm always like, I, I could use that little pick-me-up of the espresso. Um, now think about what are some of the other ways you can go about gaining that energy or getting that fulfillment? Maybe you really do need a power nap or a glass of sparkling water with lemon and lime to fulfill that like hand to mouth, but you're getting some hydration, some alternative to what you're craving. Or maybe go for a walk to give you a little boost of energy, get your blood flowing. For me, sometimes taking like I don't know what it is, but as soon as I get home, if I start to feel tired, I'll take a hot shower and it wakes me right up and gets me going for like the afternoon tasks that I have to accomplish. I'll tell myself I don't need a coffee drink today. I've already had three this week. Um, if it's alcohol you're craving, maybe you're low in carbs on that day, especially if it's an ice cold beer, right? So they're filled with carbs. So maybe you're just low in carbs that day and you need something to fill your belly, but that's not going to sustain you. Um, or maybe it's you're stressed or craving relaxation. So ask yourself what that glass of wine, what that cocktail, what that beer would give you, okay? Make a mental note, journal it. Like I said in the first part of this uh, 
episode, journaling is huge because then you can go back and look at how far you've come, but also how you handled things in the past. So if you're stressed and, and you're, you realize, oh, I'm just, I had a really rough day and I'm just craving some like unwind and me time, try going in a quiet room by yourself, practice some deep breathing techniques or read a book, take a bath uh, with you know, candles, do whatever you gotta do. Just give yourself 10 minutes. Ask your significant other if you have young kids, hey, can you just take the kids for a few minutes? Do something that helps you to relax and unwind. Some of my favorite things to do are to take 10 minutes, no matter where I'm at, just go into a room by myself, even if the kids are alone. It's like, give me 10 minutes. They have these little 10 minute uh, meditations on the Abide Christian Meditation app that I just love to do. And sometimes I don't even listen to one of the meditations. They have music on there and nature sounds and I'll just put that on and just focus on my three to six, or three second inhale, sorry, three to four second hold, and then seven to eight seconds exhale, forcing all of the air out of my lungs. And then I'll do it again, three to four seconds in, hold three to four seconds, slow, forceful exhale. That's gonna activate my parasympathetic nervous system, which is responsible for bringing you down, your heart rate, your breathing rate, everything. So that's one of my favorite things to do, especially if I'm like having a craving for something I know will relax me, but I probably shouldn't have it. And I also love to read. And I know that if I open that bottle of wine, like reading's one of my favorite ways to unwind and I don't do it as much as I'd like to. I know if I open a bottle of wine or crack open a can or something, there's no way I'm going to read because I can't, I can't focus. So um, I just remind myself of the kind of the negative consequences of choosing some of those behaviors. If it's that shaken espresso at Starbucks, I'm like, well, there's 20 grams of my carbs and it's not going to fill my belly post-workout and I'm gonna be ravenous and I'm just kind of throwing away 20, 20 carbs to the wolves when I could have had like a really sustaining meal. I'll tell myself, you can have it tomorrow. Just go one more day, go 24 hours. Just get through this night, this day, without the coffee or without the fries, without the taco, about whatever it is. Um, this is, you'll, you see a lot of people talk about this technique. Um, in particular, one of the people who stands out to me is Ed Milet. His podcast is literally called The Power of One More. And it was because his father, who had been an alcoholic, um, he asked him, hey, dad, are you going to be sober? When he, when he started to try and get sober, he asked his dad, dad, are you going to be sober for the rest of your life now? And he said, I don't know, Ed, but I'm going to be, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to be sober for one more day and one more day. And actually that's, I, I read somewhere recently that that is a technique they use, the sponsors use in AA to get you to get through the next day. And I know a lot of people who actually use this with food as well, because they use food to feed their emotions. Right, so tell yourself you're gonna wait till tomorrow, you're gonna wait 24 hours and see if you still really want that food, drink, etc., or if it's just how you felt in that moment. Putting it off that 24 hours is a great way to grow your discipline muscle, right? You're stretching it out a little bit, you're pushing it a little further, and then guess what? Tomorrow comes and you really don't feel like it, so guess what? You go another 24, so now it's 48 hours you've been without whatever it is. Okay, you got an extra workout in. So now you've increased your strength that much more. 
So that's the mindfulness. Those are some of the pieces of mindfulness that I practice. Tracking your nutrition is a great, great way to hold yourself accountable as long as you don't let it become obsessive to the point where you like can't go out and enjoy something without first finding. I mean, yes, I want you to do that if you go out a lot, but if you haven't been out to eat in ages with a friend or whatever and you can't find it, don't stress out about it. That's what I mean by making it become obsessive. I have literally been tracking my nutrition for the better part of 11 years now. I first downloaded MyFitnessPal in 2011 and I used it up until my wedding. And then after I had Colton, when I started competing in bodybuilding. Um, and then when I really start to tighten things up like I did a year ago, I will weigh and measure things out that tend that I tend to go over on or guesstimate and I'm really underestimating what I'm eating. So putting creamer in my coffee blindly, just pouring is one of them because I'd be like, ah, it's two tablespoons. Oh no, it is not. Okay. Um, weighing out your food. Actually, I was under eating on protein when I first started competing and I didn't know it because I didn't weigh my food. I went by the um, deck of cards. Well, a deck of cards can look I don't know, that looks small to me. And when I actually weighed out what I was eating, it was only two, two and a half, sometimes maybe three ounces instead of the four that I was recording. I thought it was so severely under eating on protein. So weighing and measuring things out can really help keep you accountable. And when you see it written down in your app, I use my macros plus now. I'm like, okay, I really don't want that because that's going to put me really far into my carb debt I have. And then I really, I'm going to go over or, or be really either really over or I'm still going to be really hungry. So that is one of the tools I use to strengthen my um, discipline muscle and work on my self-control because I can see it written down. It's just not out there um, what I've eaten today. Another way I've done this in the past, I'm not currently doing this. Mind you, let me just state that there is no perfect diet or diet technique. And I'm, you can't see me, but I'm air quoting because honestly, the ones I'm referring to are literally more of a lifestyle change. But there's no perfect diet or diet technique, lifestyle change, whatever you want to call it for everyone, because the key is balance and moderation, because you're not going to eat 100% perfect ever, right? And you're not going to want to be eating in a deficit forever. The key is balance and moderation and also because you'll drive yourself crazy if you're constantly focusing on your food. Um, but some techniques and, and changes can be helpful for not necessarily just weight loss, but as a way to discipline yourself when it comes to your food. So the one I'm thinking of in particular that I've done in the past is intermittent fasting because you have a set of rules for yourself a time period where you plan to eat between and then after you're done in those set hours, eight hours, whatever type of fast you're doing or six hours where you eat and then you shut it off. And this has helped a lot of people I know actually work on their obsession with focusing on food or constantly focusing on food because it's like they knew they didn't even have to worry about food until that time period and then they ate and, and then it was done and they didn't think about it. 
and they were satiated. They, you know, that was that. So again, it's not for everybody, but it can help you get a little bit more control and recognize when your body is actually full and when it's not and how long you can actually go and be okay without being too hungry. So number four, when it comes to working my discipline muscle is pertaining to working out. And for me, I have literally been an athlete since I was three, four years old, soccer, dance, etc. in the early days, um, softball, gymnastics, track in college. And even th through college, I ran track. And then right after I would do half marathons and triathlons. And so for me, it's a huge part of my identity is being an athlete, being a competitor. So signing up to compete in races and bodybuilding, etc., is how I keep myself disciplined with my workouts. And I can go into the, into the gym and go through the motions, okay? But I don't push myself like I do when I am signed up for something in competing, I love the mud runs and the adventure races. Like those, that's that's fun for me. That's that's who I am. So, to add to that, um, when I am training for these things, obviously getting enough water and staying hydrated, and thus avoiding coffee drinks, alcohol, etc., because adequate hydration is key to peak performance. I want to get stronger because if I'm doing an obstacle race, I got to lift this big old booty up over the things. I've got to hold myself up and do the monkey bars and, and I got to launch over vault things and climb. You know what I, you get what I mean, right? So I want to be as strong as I can and I'm not going to do that if I'm in a constantly dehydrated state. Um, if you're like me and you're an athlete your entire life, maybe it's finding an adult soccer or softball uh, league to stay disciplined or uh, even a, they have so many adult dance classes, dance fitness classes, that may be your thing, right? Focus on your identity and um, that discipline that you had as a kid, as an athlete will come back to you. Even if you weren't, find something you enjoy competing in and that challenge will make you feel accomplishing that challenge that you set yourself, you set a goal for yourself to accomplish will give you so much fulfillment when you are done, it's addicting, okay? So the last few here uh, to stretch and strengthen your discipline muscle, avoid, walk past it in the grocery store, avoid buying it and keeping certain things in the house. And I know it's really hard, especially if you go to the store hungry, so don't go to the store hungry and always have a bottle of water with you if you can but walk past it in the grocery store. Next time it'll be a little bit easier and the time after that, a little bit easier. I know it's hard too if you have kids in the house, trust me, I get it, but think about their longevity on this earth as well. You want them caring for their temples, right? They model a thousand percent of what you do. So if you do a hundred percent, they're doing on, on a thousand, you know this, okay, or grandkids. And it's a matter of convenience too. So if, for example, if we keep chips and cookies in the house, they go after school and they, they see whatever they see. They see front and center. Oh, look, there's those cupcake flavored uh, goldfish. And then, then they're munching on that. But if we don't have any of that in the house 
and we only have grapes and apples and fruit, they grab that and they, they keep snacking on that. Protein bars, too. They love protein bars and even shakes. Colton will make his own in the blender. He'll come home and I'm, I hear the blender going. And he's just because they model what you do. It's funny, actually, a little side note on this is the first five years of his life, that kid, he's my oldest, he refused to eat casseroles or anything mixed together because he was so used to how I ate as a bodybuilder. So carb, one part of the plate, one part of the plate protein, and then your veggies on another. Like that's how he ate and he liked everything plain. He liked fish, um, tilapia, like the most boring bland fish. And he would eat packets of tuna. When he was, remember he was three years old, he came home, he's like, can I have a tuna packet for dinner? But again, if you don't have that stuff in the house, they don't know. And the more you can avoid it in the grocery store and avoid buying it, the stronger that discipline, that self-control muscle is going to get. Number six, this is a huge leap. And it was a huge leap for me is why I'm saying that. But avoid eating out or fast food at absolutely every cost, except if it's absolutely necessary. And even then, I don't know if I would say necessary I would say if someone invites you out or there's an event, again, we talked about events in the, in the first uh, part of this episode. So in an effort recently to cut back and work on our budget, we said no matter what, at all costs, we are not eating out. We just can't afford it. So we're going to pack lunches at home. The kids, we have packed lunch every single day for both kids since August. I don't know what they go back, the 15th, which is incredible. I have never done that. I've never done that. But they are getting absolute garbage in these schools. That's a whole nother episode. We'll go there later. But I know, let me take this point to say, I know how hard it is. You've either prepared a meal at home or there's no time to do it between work and sports and then it's eight o'clock and it's time for bed and there's still homework. I know how hard it is, but with a little planning, we've been able to make it work. And of course there's dire situations. There's absolute fatigue. I get it guys. But if you do it for a whole week, I'll, I'm gonna challenge you to cook at home, use the crock pot, use the instant pot. I use all the tools, the air fryer, all the little gadgets, I have them. And even if I prepare something in the morning so that we could just heat it up later or make enough of one meal so that you can have it every other day or twice that week. The kids aren't really picky with leftovers, thank goodness. But the more you challenge yourself, okay, I'm gonna eat the next 24 hours, I'm not buying anything out, then the next 48. If you can set yourself a goal of eating out for seven or eating in, I'm sorry, for seven days straight, I guarantee you it'll be so much easier. And I will also tell you, you, I will say with 99% certainty, won't even want fast food after a week or two, or you won't want to eat out. I mean, there's exceptions to every rule, but <laughs> your kids will even ask less about McDonald's. Trust me. Not only is our bank account a little fuller, but our discipline muscle stronger. And now number seven, final final way I flex my I flex on my self control is accountability. Accountability, having some level of accountability, helps you work that discipline muscle. So it's whether it's hiring a trainer, um, or it's you know you don't 
one higher trainer, I get it, your significant other or a close friend that you trust, uh, a health coach, having someone in your life holding you accountable to your goals will become, you will become infinitely better at self-discipline when you have to report to somebody else. We can't all do it on our own. We weren't meant to, right? That's why God has us all. And he says, we need to love one another and we need to lean on one another. First, lean on him, right? And then do life together. Two is better than one. Three is better than two. Heck, Keith and I have five freaking degrees in the health and fitness industry. We both have our master's in exercise physiology. We both have our bachelor's in exercise physiology. Keith went on and he's a physician's assistant. So he has a fifth, or I'm sorry, he has a second master's degree, fifth between the two of us. And we still, we have all the knowledge. We constantly are studying up on our new research, all the things, but we still gave. There were times where I'm like, when was the last time we cooked at home? And we couldn't remember. Okay, that's bad. When our kids first started getting into travel sports, especially, we, we would do that. There was like two, three weeks where I don't even think we grilled burgers one, one spring. So telling, telling each other about our goals or having someone that you're going to be super serious with. And like, I have a coach. I've always had a coach. And my coach, Katie, like, I, I, I feel like she has been the best coach for me personally because and everybody else was incredible don't get me wrong so if you're listening to this you're my coach you were amazing you but you need to find someone who you truly feel like you can be honest with and it doesn't mean that the other people will make you feel bad or made you feel bad but there was something about you just felt embarrassed and with Katie I've never felt embarrassed and never felt afraid to be honest 100% truth so Find somebody that you feel like you can trust. This is why the accountability portion is the biggest part of this. That's why Weight Watchers, that's why um, groups like AA are, are successful, have such high rates of success. It's the accountability factor of having a meeting to go to with people there like Weight Watchers or having a sponsor that you call every time you have that craving uh, and, and so on truly make all the difference. And like I mentioned last podcast, this is why I'm so stinking excited about launching the Living Well Health Coaching Program. This program not only gives you the tools you need to figure out the whys behind your current habits, but also the tools to help you change your daily routines. And then it has that accountability portion in both group in one-on-one settings, meetings, check-ins, etc., email, Zoom, um, in-person, eventually. Um, we'd like to have his temple meetings, accountability meetings, like similar to Weight Watchers. So all exciting stuff coming up. And this is just the tip of the iceberg right here. So before we close, let me take the time to say again, these or areas many of us struggle with. But there are those of you who may be listening or maybe somebody you know may have a deeper struggle with food 
and body dysmorphia and obsessive tracking and counting. And some may have more trouble with alcohol. There's a difference, like I mentioned in the last podcast, between having actual risk factors or traits and then a disease. So if you feel that your struggle is to the point where you're like, I just cannot do this on my own, please reach out. Please reach out to someone or myself. Connect with me. Email histemplefitnessco at gmail. And I'd be more than happy to connect you with the resources that you need to get the help. I hope, I really, I truly hope that these seven techniques to work your discipline muscle were helpful to you guys. Uh, maybe, maybe help to expand a little bit more on what I touched on in the first episode. There was just so much to say. And again, I couldn't fit in all one episode. Um, I, Lord knows I can talk. <laughs> But if you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to rate it wherever you are listening right now, Apple, Spotify, etc. Don't have to write a review if you feel led to. I would more than appreciate it. Um, share it on your social media. And don't forget to tag our Instagram accounts at His Temple Fitness Co. And then my personal account at Liz Davis Fitness so that I can give you guys a shout out. Let me end in prayer. Lord. We thank you for all that you are and all that you do. We thank you for our health and the ability to make our own choices when it comes to what we put in our bodies. We thank you for the nutritious foods that you provide and all the indulgent treats. Lord, we know you want us to have that abundant life, one that we enjoy, but also one that honors you. Help us to honor our bodies so that we may glorify you. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from all evil today and always. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless and make it a great week. Shackles on my feet, they won't let me be. Won't you set me free? Pray this on me. Shackles on my feet, oh, they won't let me be. Won't you set me free? Pray this on me. Pray this on me. Let me go. I've been going through so much, I swear these people let my throat. That's on me, that's on mamas. On my mama, I can't take no more, so miss me with that drama. Get your commas, get your racks straight. Get your facts straight. Hold me down, I rise up on her like the tax rate. Keep my past straight, never lack faith. God been working, they gon' have to hold me back, man. And tell them, tell them, tell them. You can pick a side if you wanna. You already know who I bro with. You don't want no problems with me. Shackles on my feet, yeah, they won't let me be. Won't you set me free? Pray this on me. Pray this on me. I got them shackles off my feet, yeah, yeah. Can't put me back up in the streets, yeah, yeah. I couldn't move, but now I'm free, yeah, yeah. I got them shackles off my feet, yeah, 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 yeah. Down for me, down for me, people love me.